Hello and welcome to the Car Lounge. My name is Neil Kavanagh and guess what? Simon Dean is here too. Yeah, surprisingly actually. Yeah, considering our, I live here. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I can yep. see your house in the background. Yep. Um, thanks for coming all the way out here. Thanks for letting revenue know where I am, but thanks for that. Um, so this is our first uh, episode of the new year. Uh, we had our Christmas special um, with Dave Humphreys. It was very special. And his, he had beautiful uh, magical shoes. shoes. Beautiful shoes. Yeah, he was. Um, what was it? Who was? Well, I, we act. We sent a photo out of his shoes first to ask what guest we had. Oh, on. we had some. Bri- we actually, had some good, we should have. We should we have. Had um, crazy Spice was. Yeah, one Crazy of them. Spice was. Actually, one I'll of them. go through. Well, you're Do you know, doing yeah, the rest yeah. of your intro. I'll flick through this here on my phone. You'll appreciate this. Um, right? This better be funny now. You're gonna have to I know, make I'm, sure you actually yeah, find these. Um, but yeah, as always, we do have a, a special guest with us uh, on uh, the episode this month. We'll come to him in a couple of minutes. Um, Simon, if you can uh, manage to do two things at once, I think you can. My wife says I can. <laughs> that was the joke. I always get my wife always in. Always get a joke always in the very beginning. Um, our usual kind of ports of call. Our first one is uh, we are in the, the car lounge here at the Dean Motor Showroom, and we always have a different car parked in the room we call the car lounge. Uh, this month, it's kind of something special. We picked it up the other night. I say kind of something special. This blew up on social media when we posted this. It is... Um, a mini moke. Yes. No, it's no, not. It's Toyota not. Supra, um, twin turbo, 1999. A80, so it's A80, just sorry. a distinct... Yeah, A80, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, most importantly, it has a six-speed manual in it. Yes. So. And it's it's, 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 it's it's a twin turbo. Twin turbo, original car. Um, even down to factory exhaust. It's the VVTI engine. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I really it's never it. been uh, messed with either. It looks like it's got its... It's only it's, been crashed yeah. twice and on its roof once. <laughs> yeah. So it's all right. You um, can buff it out. Jonathan, we'll get it up to JC Autocare with the magic wand, his buffer, and he'll be able to get half the marks. But out. actually, it's, it, it, it's in the right color. The first thing I asked you when we were going to get it is tell me it's white. You Please did, tell yeah, me it's white. Yeah, and it that. is white. Yeah. Um, it's now sold, is it? It is. It is sold as of today. Well done. So yeah. with through the power of social long. media. Yeah. Um, it's sold within a day. So yeah, delighted. It's mad. It's one of those uh, I just associate it with Gran Turismo. I know obviously it's associated with the um, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious movies as well. well give it, give ten us, second give, car. Give us a ten second car. Any other lines? Oh, what's the what's the the terrible one where they pull up at the line with the Ferrari? What's the retail of one of oh, those? Oh Jesus Christ! More than you, more can, than you afford, can afford, pal. Ferrari. <laughs> so yeah, no, some crap lines. We watched it when we were away a couple of weeks ago, actually, on our lads trip. Yeah. It we're was, still lads. Uh, we're not old. I think we watched actually three of them or something. We did, yeah. yeah, we've no life. Um, so uh, our other bit of, of housekeeping is um, our motoring moment of the month, which is a bit of a mouthful. I'm surprised I didn't trip over that. Um, I had to kind of really grasp here to kind of think of something that was either a highlight or a low light. Uh, you go first, though. Have you, have you um, got something in mind? It was your... I had some really cool cars in. The, um, I got a... Renault Megane RS250 Cup. I yes. got it off a customer down I in Limerick. I bought it off him. And um, uh, we had a couple of deals and stuff to do down in Cork. We were delivering cars. So I spent about 400 miles in it in one day. It is the perfect back road hero. I tell you what surprised me. Because you took like, it home last I night. I took it what home last night. And so I, when I was driving it, for, initially I thought this just drives like a Renault Megane. It That's didn't hurtful. sound different. It's it hurtful. didn't feel different. Like I obviously the seats... I uh, feel a bit different. It makes a nice noise on startup. And I didn't actually need to get on it at any point. So I was kind of just going, that's oh, a nice, comfortable car. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to make it through a red light. Oh, well, it was amber and not red. Of course it was. Please um, listen. And I dropped a gear. And oh my God, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. This like other character just came out of nowhere. 
because it has a Miltech exhaust. Yeah. It's also tuned. It's mapped. Yeah. I, I, and it just gave this bark and some torque. I don't know what yeah, the torque figure I, I, is. Like whatever way the whatever way the map is set up on it, like it just pulls all the way through the rev range. There's a good yeah. loads of torque, loads of surge, but it's. It's fun, but it's like when you're on it, it's tricky enough. Yeah. Like it has an LSD and stuff in it. Well, it's front wheel drive and it's yeah. got what? 320 brakes. 320 so it's, break, yeah, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit. It's uh, good crack though. It is absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the upcoming uh, speed meet, our track day in Mondello, I was thinking maybe that'd be a nice car too. It would be a good car. Mm. But if it's not sold. If it's not sold, probably. Buy our car. Buy yeah, our car. Buy our car. Subliminal messages. So that was your highlight. Um, mine was in something a little bit older. And actually, I, 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 I went with a low light, not a highlight. Um, the same evening we went to collect the Supra, we went to collect a, an MGB. Uh, and quite an MGB it is as well, actually. We, we haven't put it live yet. Maybe it'll be live by the time this uh, yeah, podcast goes out. If you, if you pull the finger out and actually do it some is, work. Um, uh, it's a handsome car, yeah. as someone we know would say. Unlike it's a very yourself. handsome car. Very handsome. Um, unfortunately, driving at home, I'm unfamiliar with MGBs. And it was dark and it was late. And I was, had the heater on, which was fine. <laughs> What yeah. I couldn't figure out, however, is how to block off the cold, the fresh air vent. So I drove from Cavan to my house in Dublin, an hour and a half, with absolutely <laughs> freezing cold air blowing onto my legs under the dashboard. I had, I actually had, it was, I tucked up my left leg, was up under the seat like this to keep it away from the freezing cold air coming in. My right leg was absolutely, I think it's actually still numb. Yep. Can't feel a thing. But you see, I'm I'm laughing to myself because I knew exactly You drove what, the same car. I before knew exactly exact what I was experience. doing. So the day that I picked the car up the first time, I picked it up on a wet night and it was freezing out. And the same thing I had to do about a hundred miles in it. And by the time I got home I was frozen because I couldn't figure out how to turn the cold air pins <laughs> on. You did the same thing. So when I saw the car there the other night, <laughs> I immediately told you to take it because I just couldn't stop. I took it. him for the team. Yeah, you took him for the team. But you know what? I I I act, honestly I got home at half nine. I think I went to bed about half 11, still shivering. I was under the duvet. I had a hoodie on. I was, it was just, I was going to say it was in my bones. It was actually just in my leg. Um, <laughs> but that's classic car driving. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's always But you know what? I'll never forget it. No, you Tell you what though, overdrive. I'd never driven a car with like the, uh, electronic f- overdrive. Yeah, switch. That was amazing. Uh, have you ever yeah, driven yeah, a car well, that had an overdrive on a dash? We can't ask. You can give us a oh, nod. Sorry, we we yeah. can. Fourth gear, flick a switch on the dash. That was amazing, it locks yeah. it off. Boom. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. It is actually, look, it's a nice car. It is a nice car. Yeah. Of course it is. Everything we sell is brilliant. Apart from apart from the uh, the fresh air event that I can't figure out. Yes, but look. It's a lovely car. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I mentioned that we have a special guest with us. Um, I suppose if anyone has any interest whatsoever in drifting or modified cars or just the Irish car scene in general, you'll know who he is. Particularly recently, he was sort of on everyone's radar um, I think it's safe to say he is definitely the voice of, of drifting, not just in Ireland, but definitely further afield as well. You'll know his voice as soon as you hear him. Um, and he's the, he's the man essentially behind uh, the massively successful drift games. I know there's a team there, but, you know, today he's he's in the spotlight. He is drift games. Um, plus a, a, a whole host games. of other uh, uh, ventures as well. And actually, he lives just down the road. He was here the other day, but he, he's back here. Dave Egan, welcome to the car Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, I, came, I came a little bit further than Simon this time, but not very far. Just yeah, he's not very far. Just How long did it take you to get here? About three minutes. Yeah, three about three minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. grand. No, it's funny because I saw on the on the Drift Games yeah, channel before you buying your uh, KN, or sorry, your Cayman uh, GTS, uh, wasn't it? GTS. Yeah. Um, I saw you buying it and I was driving into, I'd only been working here a few weeks 
and I was driving into Maynooth and I thought, Jesus, that looks very like Dave Egan's car. And it was, that it's was your house. So now I know you, where you live. Yeah. Stalking you. I live in Cork. Just yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. For, for yeah. anybody trying to... I mean, he lives in Cork. He lives in Cork. Yeah, he lives in, Cork. Yeah, he lives in, in Cork. Castle. Mondello, he lives in, yeah, yeah. What did, what did you come in this evening? What car did you bring? A uh, Toyota Mark II. Oh, did you really? I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's oh, very, I want to see it. And it's very cool. I saw it, it come in, I was like, cool. it's my new, that it's is my new I, I say daily until I ruin them to make them not daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, your, it's your smoker. It's your smoker for the moment. This is just the, I, I haven't had a car with a boot or back seats for four years. So wow. I had to change that. And I was going to buy something sensible. And then obviously I didn't. And I bought a, something sensible. a 2000 yeah. Toyota Mark II. So, and then, of course, it was just, you know, put a set of wheels and yeah. coilovers on it. And then a kit. And then oh, a full you have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's too far already. But yeah, it's a really nice it's comfy car. It's rabbit just, hole. Yeah, people could have seen it on the channel at this stage. And I'm kind of switching between that and the Supra. That's my, my, my week now is those two cars. Um, we need to talk about the Supra in a couple of minutes. Um, but I do want to ask you, maybe this is it. Um, we mentioned our motoring moment of the month. Have you a particular? highlight or low light from the last month you, um, you you've had quite a month in fairness yeah it's been a bit like, <laughs> to be honest um the highlight this month was getting back out to the middle east to our friends that are out there and they just have it's like fours in real life they just build cars out of their imagination and they just exist a couple of weeks later and to go back it, obviously with the pandemic we hadn't traveled as much yeah. in the last two years to get back out to our friends there and see what they've been building i mean if you give these guys two years of very little to do you get impressed when you <laughs> yeah. go back so they were building cars everywhere so it was great to go back and kind of catch up with all those people and it's not cold which is also very nice a little breakaway in the heat yeah, yeah. got your legs out yeah, exactly. And it was like just one of those things to go back and start. It felt like normality again. So that was a highlight of the last month. Yeah. And then haven't any low lights yet, but okay. it's very early in the year. But you're here, we, haven't, look. we haven't turned on most of the cars this you haven't year. Cra- <laughs> you haven't crashed the super yet. It's very fine. early yeah. days. Um, I want to talk to you about the, the United Arab Emirates in a, in a couple of minutes because I was looking at that in awe. You had a few tours of some amazing uh, um, car collections and workshops. Um but the other thing I want to talk about, and we will come to this, the re- I mentioned about people, you being particularly on their radar recently, was your drive to get over 100,000 subscribers on the Drift Games YouTube channel um, by July, or January 15th, wasn't it? Yeah, by January um, 15th. I, I, wanna, I, I know you've already revealed this, but maybe people listening don't know whether you... So we'll come back to that in a couple minutes because that's, that's the reason it got shared. It went massive on, on social media. People were sharing to people who weren't even into cars that I know were sharing. Uh, it was... it was, um, And that's what I want to... Actually, before I say that, I want to ask you, you gave yourself how long to get to 100,000 subscribers? 30 days, isn't it? It was... It was about just over three weeks. Yeah. And so you, so what did you start time. with? What did you start with? We had 80... I think we had 84,000 when we started. So and what, we did, what did you finish with? 125,000. See that? Well, so you've, so you've, got, yeah, you've, you've, yeah. you've jumped ahead to what we were going Well, there you okay. go. I've ruined the interview. Thanks. Ruined so, it. you know, it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, I would love to sit here and say there's some sort of mastermind plan behind all of this. But what I've generally, with, with our team anyway, well, since we've started doing everything, you know, I'm nearly 10 years working, eight years now working in cars as my full-time job. It looks like. I've always, and it's taken its toll. <laughs> but I would say that a lot of it for me is that if you put out some target ahead of yourself that seems fairly possible but tough, yeah. you generally hit it because yeah. you're you're going to be almost embarrassed or almost disappointed if you don't. And I find that, especially with car stuff, it's the same way I approach projects. I mean, we build a car, it has to be ready for the first round of the season. Mm. A lot of people have this sort of, 
you know, long-term target, which ends up being never reached. So I've always had mm. these targets. This was an idea that came to me late last year. And obviously from my traveling, I've noticed in other countries, what have they got? What facilities have they got? How have they made it happen? Mm. And surely that rose off on you and you say, and you wouldn't have proper business conversations with these guys, not mm. just, you know, online. They, it, it becomes a little bit more plausible. So um, we're working on it, obviously, and we're, we're in the specking part at the moment, mm-hmm. which is frightening at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, th- so this is the, the reason that you are, you are pushing for it. We will come to that later. Yeah. Because oh, I do sorry for, jump, sorry for jumping ahead there, Neil. But, sorry. But I, I will try to segue going back to something you just said a few minutes ago about, uh, was it eight years ago you said the cars actually became work for you yeah look, I've um, but but you like that so uh, you're 48 aren't you I'm, yeah you look yeah, every day you look very 52 good for 48 next year. 52, 52 next year. um but uh, you you never set out to work with cars did you like you you were on a different path in fact a I'm, path that that simon and i can actually relate to part of it yeah I, to be yeah. honest with you does, does, simon doesn't know this suicide it's a very strange story because it's it's, it's i mean i think it's been more an attitude thing of taking opportunities when they come my way mm-hmm. and whenever they've come my way I've taken them which is something that I've always yes, done man. in life bit of a yes man bit of throwing myself in the deep end so when I started off I was always passionate about cars cars were number one for me my whole life so when I was a kid yeah. it was you know hundreds of little little Hot Wheels cars on the ground It was I, I knew every model of I car I was more Matchbox but you know I can figure yeah, it for I, I was going to say Matchbox yeah. and I was going that's all my age that's 50, 52 next year we're the same age I'm yeah. 52 as well yeah so I was saying like we had all that and I, you know obviously then when we work into the Gran Turismo's and, and all that stuff yeah, I was hugely yeah. passionate about it um, didn't come from a background of anything to do with mechanical stuff yeah so, so it wasn't in your family no, or nobody yeah. cared mm. um, just very much my passion and then when I got to college I actually moved to college in uh, that was regularly like went to school went to college went to Maynooth and Got into DJing and DJing at the time. DJing? Really? Yes. So I, I was a DJ. That was my full-time job for 10 years. I say it was a bit of a commute so, from Cork to Minute for college every day, was it? I, I, I was sleeping <laughs> on some couches. It was fine. But yeah, Simon, you DJed as well. I, I DJ, DJ, yeah. DJed at one stage of my life as it's well. The, it's the ultimate spoofer's job, let's be honest. Oh, man. It's, it's like, it's like <laughs> can I get paid to go out? Oh, but That's listen, what it was I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I actually spent my whole 20s DJing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. I met my wife through it, which was great crack um, or bad crack, whatever you want to look at it. But I actually saved all the money I could because I couldn't go out. And that was the only reason I was able to afford half decent cars. That's exactly what happened yeah. to me. So I went to Maynooth. Luckily enough, I was before I went to Maynooth, I was living in Galway. I was DJing there for maybe, I was DJing every weekend since I was 16. When I came to Maynooth, I was maybe 18. And then obviously it's the same thing. You're DJing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Mondays, whatever. You're not spending the money. And then you say, well, I've got this cash here. And then I started buying cars. So I started off like everyone with, you know, the Punto and moving up to the Civic and all the max power stuff. But what I always had a a thing for was I always had such a passion for modifying cars as in, it wasn't so much about, my half of my enjoyment with cars, to be honest, I don't think owning them is as much fun for me as my thoughts and plans of what to do with them. Mm. And when I run out of the thoughts and plans what to do with them, I always run out of love for the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or it gets to a point where I go, if I do any more, I've ruined it really now. Or Mm. if I haven't already Knowing when to stop. Yeah, Yeah, so that was kind of my plan from that. And then um, obviously I very much went to the JDM stuff. I was doing the Sylvias and and the 180s and and in college I had an S2000 and stuff that was very strange. So, and I think at one point, you know, I was going through S15s, S14 Skylines, RX7s. I was just rotating through you, almost every car. How many Evo. cars do you think you've owned? If you're to put a figure on it, because you, you, it's got to be over 110 now, maybe or something like that. I think we did a video on it last Jesus. year, and it was at. I was like, we did a video last year. It was over 100, and I'm definitely. I think I've. 
definitely changed every car since. I'm yeah. pretty one. sure I could count mine on my two hands. Yeah, I know yeah. all the cars you've. Had. I think for me it was it was like you know in like in Gran Turismo for example, and I know it's not the same as the real world, but you don't buy one car and just keep that car the whole way through the no, game. You have the yeah, whole garage. You want to you want to keep trying things. And I yeah. was always I know some people are very passionate about one particular model or chassis, mm. but I was always like I've kind of experienced this car now. Let's go look at this other car that you yeah. know something totally different and. Through all of that, I ended up in the rear-wheel drive stuff with the Skylines, the Sylvias, and, and all that good stuff. And that brought me to going to drifting, to watch yeah, yeah. drifting. And then it was funny because DJing was the reason I got into drifting, which is a really weird story. That is a weird segue, actually. But what <laughs> happened was is, so drifting was taking place at the time. Pro Drift was the championship. I had gone to watch it um, just as a spectator, and, and it was mm. really enjoyable. When and, when was this? Just because we're all familiar 2010, with the sort of... So 2010. 2010. So okay, it's not that long ago. Wow. No, so 2010. And I'm telling you, in 2010, I sort of knew what drifting was. So yeah. a lot of people think I go way back to like, so this is like my late 20s, you know? So it's not yeah, like I, I was... I, at that stage, I had friends. I was into always into the minis. God, I have to say it every podcast. Don't get Loves into minis. minis. <laughs> but my friends all then graduated on to, they had A86s. They started to get S15s. They started to go to drift days in Mondello. And that's where I kind of... I I have no interest in owning one of those cars, but I love the engineering. I love watching yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but then the scene was was massive, even in its infancy. It just sort of came out of nowhere, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it, it all came, came about to me. So I'd gone to a couple of events, checked them out, watched them, really enjoyed it. But again, I had a car on display in the show. I wasn't part of the drift mm. element of it. And then a lot of the guys that were in the drift element would go to the nightclub that I was DJing in. And <laughs> then they knew me through the cars. So what had happened was, is Pro Drift at the time, had uh, their MC for commentary was John Gibbons, who in the meantime has... And it's funny because... John Gibbons. John yeah, Gibbons. Jesus. I'm just going to say, John Gibbons and Maura Higgins and all this were very involved in drifting <laughs> arts. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a... Maura Higgins? Yeah, Maura Higgins. We used to, this is a true story. I used, to pay, I used to pay Maura Higgins to be one of the IDC girls in Irish Drift Championship. No way. And if I was telling you what I was paying her for the day, I'm pretty sure I couldn't get her for a second now for that. But she was Jesus. great and we had a great time doing it. Jesus So it was a lot of these kind of little yeah. weird stories. So... I was DJing and there was a, an event coming up in City West where the hotel is. They were having a drift event. And oh, yeah. John Gibbons was doing the Sunday, but there was a pro-am competition on the Saturday and they had nobody okay. to do the competition. And then the guy's like, you should just say, you'll do it because you know cars and you can talk on the microphone, you do DJing, whatever, and you have a car on the show anyway. And so, you're a yes man. And I said, yep. of course you're a yes man. We discussed this already. Yeah. So I said, yeah. No idea. <laughs> Didn't even know how the rules of drifting worked or how anyone won. I only knew James no Dean way. as the only driver. And he was... That's not my brother. James Dean. That's not, not my James Dean who no, runs James our workshop. Yeah. No. He, he wasn't at the time, but... The, the, now, he can drift, but yeah. yeah. But, so He's James not this Dean James Dean. Like, and then I was thinking, it's funny, because James Dean, uh, the first event I commentated at, James Dean won. Uh, he was 16 at the he time. So he had been everything. drifting longer than I knew what drifting was. 16. So when you think about it... Insane. But went and did... Had no idea what was going to go. So I went online... The night before, obviously, yeah. didn't do any research up until then. Classic me, you know. Like I always do, <laughs> download the songs 20 minutes 20 before, minutes before yeah. you well, got sure, to look, the game. I was yeah. doing prep just when Pre- you walked in, so, Pre- you know. Pre- Pre- we're all professionals here. Yeah. An advert in the middle of the song, you would yeah. download it on MP3. Or the CD doesn't scratch. Uh, so I, was, I said, well, I was DJing on the Friday. I go on the Saturday, brought my car, did my commentary. And uh, the guys were like, oh, you did... Uh, well, anyway, the night before, this, is, this all rolls into the same story. So the night before, I didn't... Uh, know what the rules were so I put on YouTube which was obviously very infant in its time and I watched the Formula Drift Championship in the USA so this is 2010 
And that round that I watched that night was won by Vaughn Gittin Jr., who's a Ford wow, Mustang yeah. driver. Legend. I now own the car. Oh, wow. That, that won yeah. that, that very event, which is a sentimental car. Also, the longest car I've ever owned, by the way, which is insane. But that so car, it, it has a casual 900 horsepower, doesn't it? Or? 900 horsepower, yeah. just yeah. casual. Nine, yeah. And uh, so that car, and how I ended up with that car, but it's another story. But these stories all just kind of intertwined. Yeah, and I was yeah. sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Did the day. Then they said, do you want to just help John uh, Gibbons on the Sunday doing it? I did that. And I think I did every single commentary on every drift event for the next probably eight years from that. Mad. Then I ended up taking over the crazy, series. Yeah. There's a longer story here, but I took over the yeah. Irish series. Then I did took over the UK series. Then got involved in Drift Masters and Red Bull. And then the rest is history. And then along all of that, Drift Games came as a kind of the, what I would call as the alter ego. So professional drifting, very, very professional and mm. corporate not corporate but our job was quite corporate media production again everything was about what was happening and the people that were doing it mm. so to alter ego that we wanted to do something that was showing what we were doing because um, we were doing it anyway just the human we side still, of like, it we, yeah, we, yeah. We, like, it's funny because we did all this anyway before we had a YouTube channel but now we just said why don't we just show what we do Yeah, and the rest is kind of history which just took me all over the world met some amazing people and uh, made it a job and uh, hired a great team of young talented yeah. people that were yeah. just as passionate as me of, and also yes men that were just saying <laughs> we're going to Saudi Arabia on Tuesday no problem <laughs> we'll figure it out when we land and that's been kind of the story ever since that's cool. Is that all? Okay, cool. oh, yeah, we can wrap it there then. Yeah, yeah. perfect. You've told <laughs> yeah. us everything. Yeah. Um, and, and then many, many years later, <laughs> I have lots of cars, huge finance bills, and I still have to try and explain it to my accountant every year. How it actually are. sounds just like us. I was, yeah. yeah, I was yeah, going to say it's kind of the same for like you. Yeah, yeah. Every morning I get up and I literally put my hands in my head and say, God, I really need to make some money today to pay these bills. But yes, um, no, it's fine. I, 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 just to talk about the YouTube thing for one second, because people always say to us, friends, uh, customers all the time are saying oh you guys should make a youtube channel like it's like running a completely separate business isn't it i mean it's yeah. not as easy as just no film your day and stick it up on youtube the, the problem with youtube and and again i'll be realistic about it we were naive going into youtube as well because you kind of go oh we're doing cool stuff we'll just make a couple of videos and we'll make loads of money and it'll yeah the problem with youtube is it's a very competitive market because everybody in the world can do mm. it it's you can do mm. it on your phone the other problem with it is that to be successful on YouTube, you have to be incredibly consistent. So you have to be putting out videos exactly. constantly. Yeah. Now, this is just to show you how we've had to adapt. The for say two years ago, we were filming for a day, and an edit for a video would take two days. Now we are on a two-hour film, one-hour edit, and that's wow. not easy to do because no. it's down to the like, especially Josh and Blaine who do our that yeah. is incredibly high pressure. But they've had to learn how to do something four or five times faster because there's not enough. I would say not to say money, but not enough uh, return on three days. Or the juice else. isn't worth the it's squeeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then the more videos you make, the more views you get, the more consistent yeah. you get. And that's what we saw the big rise in Drift Games over the, yeah. I think we did a video every, every single day, day over for Christmas. like three yeah. weeks. So that's intense. And people, it's funny because even though they're not paying for the content, they still expect it. So <laughs> you have to wake up every morning and... You have to know that you're going to film something interesting enough that day. You yeah. got to think about what the hook of that video is to get people in to watch it between yeah. the thumbnail and the description. There's quite a bit of jiggery pokery in the background yeah. of YouTube. And then you've got to be two or three weeks ahead of yourself to go, well, in three weeks, can't I stand here doing nothing? So we're always thinking of a whole calendar of how do we fill in how every you day. Fill it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it never yeah. really stops. That's the one thing I'll say. It's incredibly enjoyable to do, but it is very constant. So we won't be doing it just yet. <laughs> Simon as well. No, I think we need saying. to hire. Yeah. How many people have you got working with you? On the drift game side, I have two. And yeah. we're lucky that at the moment our company's split in two. So we have a media company called Loud by Design. That is 
we have 28 clients doing the likes of digital marketing, website design, yeah. event production. That all kind of, I work on the higher end of that. The day-to-day is run by my business partner. But then I took Adam and Josh with me to do the drift game side of things, which is we do like events, we do demos, we do merchandise, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And yeah, to be yeah. fair, we never have enough time in the day and we never do anything the way we want it because you're just doing as much as you can at the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of like a, there's no boring days, which is good. And we're yeah. always stressing. So it's kind of, the days pass quickly and I've never woken up in the last eight years and gone, oh, don't want to go in today or don't want to do that. So that's very fortunate. And I really, really understand. I'm looking that. at Simon, have you ever felt that way? <laughs> never. I've never <laughs> felt that way. No? Um, it's, it's, it's actually, I have to say, I, I admire it. It's, it's great because I know myself, when you run your own business and you have to try and keep things going and keep your keeping staff and you have overheads and everything, but to keep things interesting, we could buy the same cars all the time here. And the thing that I always think about is like, you might imagine you might sell a car, like, like say the super, right? Which is say 90 grand. Okay. The money, people think you make a huge amount of money on a car that is for sale for 90 grand. Your margins are huge, but you're a lot of the stuff you buy you're buying it because it's exciting to have something like that and your return mightn't be anything like it. So like you might make anywhere near as much money on the cars that are dearer than the ones that are cheaper, but you're still trying to build a profile and keep things interesting because if you're selling the same stuff all the time. It is, is it is. Yeah, yeah. Because like- But there are cars that we have had in stock that we knew were going to be a difficult sell, but we knew would actually just be a hit in social media. You know, it's- Well, I think uh, think the biggest misconception, especially- I think when people are self-employed, they don't genuinely look at other people who are self-employed with naivety. Yeah. But people who aren't self-employed will say, you bought that car for 10,000 euro and you sold it for 20,000 euro as if there was no other cost involved with but the there, staffing. There is no oh, other staff. cost. There yeah. is no other cost. What are you <laughs> so, talking about? You know, I, yeah. I, I have a friend of mine. It's who's amazing. A, yeah. I have a friend of mine who's a mechanic uh, and he sells cars and he was telling me a story of a guy coming in, you know, he was selling a car and a guy came in and he goes, I know what you got that car for. And he goes, well, if I sold it for that price, what was the point of what me doing any of this? What was the point of me doing it? So, the, you know, thinking about the overheads, especially for even drift games, the overheads of, you know, we obviously rent premises. We yeah. travel a lot. These guys who are very talented who work for me don't work for buttons. I mean, they have lives. Mm. They have girlfriends. They have, they're getting married. They're, they're normal lives. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be a little bit, you know, conservative because you have to make sure everyone gets paid and all our suppliers get paid and we get yeah, a lot yeah. of work. To, and again it's all kind of a calculation of can we just get to the end of the year and just balance all that off. Drift Games isn't really just about profit. It's about can we live this kind of very fun lifestyle and still get paid our wages and somehow at the end of the year not be in huge debt. That is the way. Without being funny, I had this conversation recently and it was with my dad because, you know, you said you to be under pressure and things are going on, but I love to know if I got to the end of the year and I was getting my wage out of it and I got to enjoy the cars that I wanted and do the trips and have all at that I don't care if I get to the end of the year and I break even I'm happy and, and I think a lot of people don't believe that but I, mm. I pay myself a wage um, and I'm not even the highest paid person in my company you're a liar that's actually the truth I but I do online. get a lot of perks <laughs> I do get a lot of perks through the company when it comes to obviously cars well, exciting like cars yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and traveling and, travel. and stuff and to be honest the money side of it is not something that really bothers me. The cars are everything to me. I mean, yeah. that's my number one goal. If I have to go and work really hard for a week in a foreign country or do a job, I'm thinking that's that's an exhaust. That's a turbo. Yeah, I know. That's, that's you know that's <laughs> gonna, that's gonna, I could trade that in and get this and that. And um, I've maxed out all my finances through the company <laughs> and personally to own all these cars. But as long as I can balance it all and I'm not broke and I can pay yeah. my mortgage, I'm kind of happy enough with that because I'm in a very weird position where. And I, and I talk about this sometimes to people. 
my work life is some is more interesting than my normal life you know because oh you're dreadfully boring my, yeah. but my norm it's very <laughs> difficult for me to do normal things on a weekend because the weekend before was probably more interesting to do <laughs> so it's a weird balance it's hard to explain to people but it is stressful at times and obviously we have budgets and people think you know every time we buy a car they're like put a four rotor in it and you're like that's a hundred grand I'm not <laughs> but, but it's easy when you don't you, you know obviously I have to make sure everything balances we've done pretty good up to this point and it's a real you know and it, it, without the sponsors and the people buying the merchandise and the different deals that we do throughout the year we're totally dependent on those things to come through mm. and then obviously you know we return whatever we can to anyone we can but it is a knife edge all the time and I think a little bit of blind faith has got us this far and I also know unlike many careers there is a shelf life to what we're doing. You know, it's not mm. something that I'm going to be doing when I'm 72. Well, you're 52. I'm 52, so, now. Yeah. 52 now. When I'm 72, I don't want to be like hobbling. Yeah. I don't want to be getting chairlifted into my drift car to do a video. They're cutting the cage out of the car to get you into it. Just um, out of sheer, I can't get out. But speaking of things that don't really go to plan, uh, and and you referenced uh, that over Christmas you were doing a video a day, and that was kind of based around this amazing trip to the States that yeah. didn't really go to plan right no, from the that off. I, that I paid for, but I wasn't that on. you paid for and you weren't on. <laughs> Pretty happy what happened? that. So that was, so Drift Week is a, if, for people who yeah, don't know Yeah, explain this because this is a brilliant so idea. So it actually, originally there was a, an event in America called Drag Week. Yeah. And, and it was created I, I, yeah. that there was drag cars, full drag cars, which America is a different world than where we live. Road, for, and they're road legal somehow. Road legal. Yeah. I mean, these are the ones with the parachutes on the back and yeah. the big massive tires. They drive across the states going to different drag strips. And the rules are that you compete against all the other drag cars. But you have classes, to drive so. between all yeah. of them in your that car. Is, that is dead. So if yeah. you don't make it, you can't compete. Coming soon to You're Ireland, not allowed yeah. to have a trailer. You, can, you have one truck that brings all of the spares for all of the cars and these cars actually go across so a guy called Aaron Lousy obviously saw this opportunity for drift, car, drift cars in the US yeah. and, and we went on uh, well I didn't but the boys went on <laughs> Drift Week 4 and this is sort of you know 14 days it's about 12 track days so it's, it's Drift Fortnight really it's not it's a dr- week is misleading the week went yeah. as I said I'll tell you when you're putting the tyre bills in it's definitely over a week but the thing is that it's um it's not just about being competitive at drifting. It's finding a car that can survive that amount of abuse. Yeah. And it, like, I mean, the guys were saying that there was one day that they went through five tanks of fuel in the M3. So they drove for 20 hours straight. And that was drifting, which is all high rev. So it's yeah, all yeah. And then getting and then to the next stop. And then it was 100 and X Jesus. on the motorway to, to get to yeah. the nearest place and go again. So it was intense, for yeah. sure. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about was, was, was the car. So obviously you couldn't go. No, I got COVID. Last minute, you fantastic. got COVID. Literally, just got out of the way. Just you were, you were yeah. doing well, your the, test for before the your pre-flight. days before that, when yeah. I didn't have anything yeah, to grand. do, didn't have it. But. Yeah. Um, so Josh was always going. Yeah, wasn't he? And Adam very kindly stepped in. It was very. You nice know, it was funny because as as good as that looks, we'd obviously put a big media plan behind this. Me and Josh had worked our schedules yeah. and videos and everything, and then you know I went with Josh to get our PCR, so he was fine, and I tested positive. This was like the morning of the flight. Was Sick. it really the morning yeah, the of? Morning I thought of. it was the day the before. The flight was or? that night. So we had to, uh. within five hours, Adam had to get a visa. He had to book a flight. He obviously had to tell his wife, I won't be back for two weeks. I'm going to America. <laughs> yeah. He had to pack a bag. He had to get the whole brief on the media. So, so he did a great job. He was thrown in really at the deep end. And then I was like every day, you know, trying to get my recovery start, trying to get everything. And the minute I did, yeah. um, I actually drove on the Saturday, uh, this is the wildest this thing. Is the, was this the last day that the you got la- there? There's or? one day left of drifting in yeah. America and I was like so determined to get there that I booked random flights everywhere and it was really complicated but I drove for a whole day in Mondello in my 
drift oh, Corvette. Yeah, yeah. In 24 hours, <laughs> yeah. you drifted in two I partied people. that night at Mondello because it was an after party. Yeah. I went straight from the after party to the airport. I flew. I was still awake at this Rock stage. And roll, this guy. Got, yeah. got to Holland. Pretty rough now in Holland. <laughs> then got on the plane. It was like time travel. Fell asleep. Woke up in LA. And the boys picked me up from the front of the airport in the drift car, which had no, no passenger window. Which was an point. E46 M3. E46 M3. <laughs> yeah. Josh is in the back of the car in a cage because the car is half cage. <laughs> and Josh the, is not short. No. We drove to the track because um, the passenger window, they actually went to go to the airport uh, and they'd taken so many hits to the door when they closed Adam the door. Adam wasn't impressed. The, the, Adam the wasn't window impressed. just shattered yeah. into the car. <laughs> so there was glass all over the car. We drove down the motorway uh, trying to talk to each other but it's blowing on the motorway. I get to the track and I sign in and I literally didn't even look at the track. I drove straight out onto the track because there was about three hours left of drift week. I did two hours and the BMW was great. And then one of the guys that was there had a Corvette and I took that out. So I did two Corvettes on two contracts. Oh, yeah, this is from Drift HQ. Yeah. 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 And then at the end of that day, um, and I'm still like, I probably had a couple hours sleep. Still at the end of that day, we were at the end of the day and the guys were like, oh, our friend has this house where his dad built a full Western town at the back of it. And I'm just half asleep awake at this stage. And at some point I was going around this guy's house on one of those little carts that you, you, you pump up and down. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, like, on a railroad track, times. yeah. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you couldn't write this 24 hours. <laughs> but a lot of it is this, yes, we'll just do it. Positive yeah. attitude and yeah, end yeah. up yeah. meeting great people. We did a great uh, tour of America in California, we met a lot of people there, and then we went to obviously Adam LZ in Florida. Yeah. And you then went to Hoonigan as well. Yeah, Hoonigan, all that. And we yeah. met these guys, you know, briefly at other events in the past, but it was great to kind of spend a little bit of downtime. And then yeah. obviously, what happened was all the story again. Went to Adam, talked to Adam about, you know, we were trying to get into YouTube and, you know, we're struggling along. Ireland's mm-hmm. not the big country. He said, hey, if you ever need any help, let me know. And then obviously, we went on our own, and then we get about five days from our target of 100,000 subscribers. Like, you remember he said, that he'd give us any help and pretty much Adam put it on his channel and we just got a huge influx of followers, yeah. got across the targets, like a nice he, end to the film. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a really nice guy. This is Adam LZ. He'd be probably one of the biggest YouTubers in America, is Automotive he? Or, wise, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, he, um, I watch him religiously. Again, I've I, I've never, maybe I should actually get a, a, a go on a drift car at some stage. Maybe it'll change my mind. Uh, I've no interest in owning any of the cars he has, maybe bar his brand new 911 GT3. Be kind of keen on that. Um <laughs> But just his content is fantastic. Uh, it's every second day, isn't it? I think he usually has an yeah, upload. Yeah, to be honest, he's, he's another guy, a bit like us, where it just snowballs. Like, you, you don't really plan it, like, on a piece of paper. You just, every day, you do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And for yeah. him, it's got to the point where he's got his own town well, that he makes yeah, cars so in. But he, this is the thing. He bought a 30-acre uh, site, which basically has, I think, how many buildings? 20-something Four buildings. buildings and, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. But... Um, but the, you know, this is one thing that we always talk about with the Irish car scene, be it in the classic side of things or the modified side of things, is oh, we just don't have the population to support whatever. Like it is very different. I think he has three point six or three point seven million subscribers. Um, you know, each video essentially gets about a half million views guaranteed. Um, we don't have the population. Well, you to, see, I to, think to, that's to, the difference where you can look at that two ways. We don't mm. have the population. I know we don't have the population. I can do nothing about that. I mean. Mm. Unless I go well, out, maybe. Unless, unless I, go house I don't to house. think your wife would be yeah. impressed. I go house to house. Um, but basically, we looked at it from the YouTube side and said, we don't need any more population to build something in Ireland as long as we make something content-related yeah, in Ireland. Yeah. You've got the whole world that can watch it. So that's what really yeah. helped Because, yeah, get. here's me on the other side of the you know, the Atlantic, you know, looking at him over there in Florida. We, yeah, yeah. We, we went yeah. to, we've gone to, you know, we went to Hoonigan and... Uh, 
we know Dan and a couple of guys there, but the guy who opened the door was like, oh, hey, it's the guys from Drift Games. And we were like, how the hell do any of these people know who we are? But you'd be <laughs> amazed at, you know, how big the world seems, but how close the car community is. Yeah, you'd be yeah. surprised at how everybody kind of knows everybody, maybe not personally, but yeah. they've seen something from them. Yeah. So that bringing that community back to watch stuff that we do in Ireland, and they're all fascinated by the Irish car scene because mm. it's different than theirs. Yeah. So that brought a little bit of, you know, popularity to us, which gives us a bit more budget and hopefully can get us to a point where yeah. we can maybe try and emulate what those guys have done. But that's the thing. So the, the, um, the, I don't know. Is is what's the correct way to? Is it the modified car scene? Is it the JDM car? What what would you call your kind of? You know, it, it was like, drifting, and then it became sort of rear wheel drive, and then now I think it's just if the car is interesting, the car is interesting. Because yeah. I don't think beggars can be choosers in the current current climate of, you know. I'm only into this specific type of thing because there's not enough of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I've, true. I've that's always true. said before yeah. that, like, you know, if you're into cars at all. That's a rare breed now across the world. Yeah, so yeah, everybody who's yeah. into cars in general is kind of the same. It used to be more subdivided mm. simply because there was more people in it. But, yeah. the common, but like I would say anyone that's got a passion for an impractical vehicle is, is, is okay <laughs> Yeah, that's me. a good way of putting it. But you know, what I'm trying to get at is, um, like I always remember when uh, Japfest started. When did that start? It was... Oh, that was like before my time, maybe yeah, 2008. But, but, I, but I remember hearing, you know, there's 20,000 people down at Mondello you yeah, know, yeah. the weekend. And I'm going... I've never seen, you know, a thousand people, I don't think, at Mondello, a lot of the events that I'd go to, 20,000. But, like, that's what I, that's, I think, why I got into watching the, the, the likes of Adam LZ and Taylor Ray and those kind of guys in America was there is a scene and there is an interest. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually to be applauded. And it doesn't matter whether you specifically want that car, this from, from my own point of view. Um, and that's what, it, it's great to, it's great that there is that fledgling scene here. And, and I mean, you we, guys we, are, when you we know, did promoting it and, and supporting it and... Yeah, we did events in Mandela. We were breaking the attendance record like year on year for a while. Like when we were in the peak of yeah. the Irish Drift Championship, we, we were over 10,000 people at Crazy. events. We, we were building three grandstands, you know, for a final round. Yeah. Now, that showed me that there is a passion if you do something right, if you do something well, people will come out and see it. And even if it's only a passing thing of like, I'm kind of into cars, but I want to see something for the weekend or be entertained. Mm. I think drifting to me always, it, it broke down the barrier of, of you know, mad passion you can go watch drifting or car drifting it's so visually wild mm. that you don't need to be massively passionate about it you can go down for a day and watch it and go i'm quite entertained by this There's, you know it's a very yeah. it was the only motorsport that i i was interested in because it was completely devoted to the audience most are devoted to the driver but this mm -hmm. was devoted to like it's two corners you can see yeah, everything you can see everything it's yeah and it's over in, a, in a, you know very quickly it's yeah, fast paced it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty Drama. much what you talk about drifting and people used to say what is it and I say it doesn't I never really went into you know the, the technical side I would say yeah everything that's good in motorsport compacted into 30 seconds and that's drifting yeah. yeah like take all the wheel spin the sideways stuff the smoke the fire the crashes the bumpers coming off people cars being close together like you would look at a car race and say be nice now if the cars were close together that's when it gets interesting yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. if you're not mm. close together and drifting you go home yeah of so, course so, yeah, so yeah. being faster than everyone else is irrelevant so that was matter, always yeah. uh, it appealed to me and I mm. used to it was like WWE with cars that's what I, I build mm. the characters you know I would say things on commentary like this guy doesn't get on with this guy this guy never had an issue with each other <laughs> but, uh, I would do that just to, so the, I always said you know if my mom was sitting in the audience here would she understand what's going on and would she yeah. be kind of waiting to see what happens next we were kind of on that entertainment we brought that a little bit into the YouTube stuff as well and into yeah, the European yeah. stuff too yeah um Simon, have you ever watched any drifting? Have you been I have, to any? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, don't you give it a go. Don't. You're going to stick with the Fiesta, maybe? Um, 
I, I, I remember watching Tiffany Dale do it on Fifth Gear once. And when I've seen Tiffany Dale driving in any car, everyone is obviously yeah. Tiffany Dale. If the car wants to go sideways, he's the one fucking get it going yeah, sideways. Yeah. And he put him in a drift car and he couldn't do it. It's we've we watched it with rally drivers come across and we watched it with karting guys yeah. come across. And one of the biggest uh stories I was so interested in was when Niall Murray from I was just, Murray he Motorsport was, on, yeah. he was in my mind as he said. And that, it was yeah. so funny because Niall is naturally gifted as a driver and he's Can drive incredible, anything, incredible, anything. Yeah. and he got in that drift car and none of it made sense to him and he didn't do very well for a while and you could see how confused and frustrated he was with the whole situation now he's an excellent drifter at this yeah. point I'll, I'll put that but he was so committed to drifting because it was the only motorsport he said that he couldn't translate it from something else don't get me wrong car control yeah. and all that stuff is great but he's had a couple of big shunts he's had a couple of you know not qualifying, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and he's got very good in the meantime and he understood. But he, what he couldn't understand was how technical it was. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're talking about drift cars now, especially the pro cars, like like my Corvette, for example, you're running sequential gearboxes, you're running quick change rear ends that you're changing your gear ratio in a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. And the smallest change, because I want to talk about the, yeah. the technologies in a second, but, but because but it, it but is... It, it yeah. can be so technical that... I've lost a battle last year because I dropped my tire pressures two PSI more than I should have. Mm-hmm. Like this is how technical it gets at the top level. Yeah. You're actually making a drift car that doesn't want to drift because it's going to be fast. Yeah. So you're making mm-hmm. it grip like a touring car and you're having to push beyond what it's capable of to make it fast enough to keep up with the other guy. Yeah. And it's really tough to drive a car yeah. that doesn't want to drift in a drift competition. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, Seems if kind I put my car on normal road tires, like the yeah. tires that you would put on your, like say I put 265, 275 tires the last day, um, road pattern tires. Yeah. For me, that's like driving in the wet. Yeah, yeah, but then when yeah. we run the super slick like semis on the back and everyone's yeah. running them, I'm running tires at 13 psi on the back Jeez, of the car. That's not that to literally, and, and you're trying not to DB. That's the only reason you're going any higher or that that height. You yeah. go to eight if you could, yeah, yeah, and the maximum grip in the car. That is really really intense stuff. That's what I wanted to talk about because to me, it, like initially when I heard about the concept of this sport of going sideways, I was like, but that's not like you know. To me, motorsport is I need to get. To, from that point, point to that a, point, point as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, hearing about the horsepower of cars, I was like, why do you need eight, nine hundred horsepower if you're just spinning the wheels? And what do you mean you need a grippier tire? I thought you'd want a tire that doesn't grip as much because you want to spin the wheels more. But it all comes down to side bite, forward bite, wheel speed, and that's where the quick change um, differentials yeah, come and in. The back, the back end of my so we always so say, yeah. What, what what would your wheel speed be on in a kind of third gear? Oh, in the Corvette in third gear, it'd be like a hundred and maybe 30 miles an hour or something like that. But I mean, would you be Don't entering turns sideways at 130 miles an hour? I've, I've, yeah. I've done it. it depends yeah. on the track. Yeah, yeah. Ireland, I think Mandelo, the most I've done is 110 miles an hour under the bridge and that's pretty quick. Sideways? Yeah. Sideways. It's maybe tricky enough now. Have you had any big crashes, most importantly? I, I'm lucky enough that my big crashes were all in my early days. I had, couple, <laughs> I had a couple of big shunts, mostly in Mandelo actually. I've gone into a few walls and the scariest part about some of the tracks that we do is that obviously they put, when everyone was good at drifting, and everyone was able to do it they said well everyone's good now so we'll put in some danger so we put in concrete walls so it's concrete walls on every track now <laughs> yeah and those walls essentially what you're trying to do, perfect score is that you take the paint off the bumper without cracking the bumper like that's how precise you need to be yeah. you go in it you break the car you don't go near it you score lower but on the back of my corvette it's set exactly like a drag car so the shocks are full soft my mm. rear wheels are towed in, so when it squats, they straighten. I'm running two six five super soft. And you probably tires. have what seven degrees of camber on the front. On the front, I'm running about six degrees of camber, for, and and I'm running yeah. ten degrees of caster, which is pretty crazy. Jeez. In the yeah, and 
which is pretty insane. And that also, one thing that nobody realizes about drift cars, they drive horrendously normally. Really? My Corvette, the hardest part of my day is getting to the start line. Because it is sequential and mm. the clutch is so heavy, it, is, it jerks, it, it's so violent. My rev mm. limiter is set quite high on it. This all works really good when you're drifting, but when you're driving around normally, obviously mm. only half of my front tires are on the ground because yeah, yeah. they're only full the contact when crazy. I'm drifting. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is very weird in the cars and I've noticed it, especially in the Corvette with the V8, it's, um, it's a very weird way of driving because I'll be, sometimes you go faster by braking, which is a weird thing. You left foot brake and drifting yeah, yeah. a lot. So you, you actually hit the front brake a tiny bit so that the back squats this and you'll get more grip. Very strange way of thinking okay, about it. Right. I thought it was to do with angle, trying to weight weight transfer. More angle. Sometimes when you're chasing someone, it just it just slows the front of the car. But a lot of times we'll do it to push the to put the brakes on to actually squat the car back on. It's kind of, it almost digs the tires in more to the ground to give right. more grip. Very strange. It's kind of unworldly when you do it because it doesn't make sense to you yeah, in your head. Yeah. But it's a weird thing in, in it because it's not as repetitive as another motorsport because what mm. I've, I've driven in Mandela on the track and I've driven in Rallycross and you pick your points, you pick your, your places that you turn in and you know exactly that if there was no one else on that track, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. Because you're reacting to another car all the time and drifting, yeah. their speed can be totally different. Their initiation of drifting can be totally different. Their mm. angle is totally different. Um, and one of the biggest things is nowadays it's impossible to see where you're going because the guy Bloody in front of you smoke. is going through a full set of tires in yeah. two laps. Yeah. And... <laughs> There's been times where I've dove through the smoke at over 70 miles an hour and assumed where the guy is. And you can't be more than, you know, a foot or two off him. And it's that days of thunder I moment. just where about like, to say yeah, days of thunder. thunder yeah. and, you, and, you pop, and you always pop out and you go, huh. Like, yeah. good thing he's here where I thought he'd be yeah. because when he transitions you just there's a moment where you can see nothing yeah. and then you just have to dive through it and hope and it happens at a professional level like I remember watching Formula D a few years back you know if there's not enough wind at one of the circuits oh, you know the smoke is just hanging there yeah. it's generally at night time so you know I know they've got spotlights and everything but the lights actually just light up the smoke even more and it's, the amount of it's yeah, it's, visibility is, and a lot of its feel, you assume by watching the way he's going to go transitioning mm. where he's going to be when you come through the smoke because you can't see it. Yeah. He spins, you're just going straight into him. You have no idea. Yeah. So a lot of it's faith in the driver you're against. Yeah. And it, it isn't like, say, a race, I would always say it's better value because you're in a race for 15 minutes or whatever. Like yeah. I might do 15 time, minutes. Seat time is more, I might yeah. travel to England and do 15 minutes driving for the whole weekend. But in those 30 seconds, you're never so amped because yeah. you know one mistake I'm going home one missed gear I'm going home one drop of the wheel off the yeah, track I'm going the home. hit the wall that's 10 grand's worth of damage and I'm going home so those <laughs> little moments for me are like what makes it so intense and that's why I respect the guys at the top level because yeah. they don't make mistakes and I sometimes find that bizarre like how yeah. you couldn't make it but there's so much going on all the time and then again I think with drift cars now they're we were talking about they're drag cars they're drag cars mm. pretty much like they're, the thing is my car is I think it's 1190 kg, 610 horsepower. Jesus it wouldn't even light. be one of the like the the most competitive cars out there. This is uh, your Corvette. The Corvette. But it's yeah. it's lower on horsepower than like a an FD car, isn't it? It's there's about a, sort a of 650 on horsepower or with drifting um mm. where high horsepower. But if you've got a car that doesn't make high horsepower till yeah. 5 or 7 th- or up to 5 to 8000 rpm you're actually spending a lot of your time drifting in the mid-range. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. you're trying to stay behind someone. So it's a peak a v- figures don't really matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah so mm. why I want, the V8s are great for that because of course, yeah. my car will do drift will drift from second gear standstill. Yeah. As in, I don't, I also have V8 anti-lag, which is a very strange oh, system in my nice. car. <laughs> so, um, 
to explain this to whom is going, what is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. the same thing. So basically, the V8 crank is such a big crank uh, yeah, on yeah. these LS engines that even there's a, even if you come off it on throttle, there's a small bit of delay. So when you pull the handbrake in drifting, you obviously have to keep your revs up so that your wheels keep spinning. Yeah. So it's like a reverse rev limiter. When I pull the handbrake, the revs can't come below 2,500 RPM. Up. Keeps the crank spinning. And when I let go, it's got the wheels spinning already. That's, that's amazing. That's and it sounds that's really amazing. cool. It sounds like bang, 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 yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, bang, yeah, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah. But uh, NA, I'm guessing, like, is there, yeah, there's yeah. a big debate versus tur- a turbo versus, I mean, we're, we're sitting next to a Toyota Supra with a 2JZ, which is, you know, like one of the... I think, pr- to be honest, it, the only reason, the V8s are great. They, they handle, yeah. they can do the low, slow speed stuff better. But the 2J is, you know, that's the king. Like, that's... But the problem is, it's so expensive to run a 2J but, now. But I was going to say... What's a 2J engine cost these oh, days? Like, if you want to build one, like, if you wanted to put 600 horsepower on the Supra, yeah. proper parts, you're talking 30 grand. Jesus. I thought mini engines like, were expensive. You're talking between getting an engine, that engine's going to have 170 million miles on it, so you're going to have to bore it all down, yeah, yeah. and you're going to build it all. Um, yeah. And then to handle like, kind of every single component in the car can't handle that power, so you're going to have to do your clutch, yeah. you're going to have to do your, your operated everything. So with a drift car, you are, I always say it's funny, because if I had a Corvette road car and a Corvette drift car, my Corvette drift car beside it, people kind of see them as the same thing, but there isn't anything in the Corvette that's standard. Like every single thing has silhouette. been changed you know, from the fuel system mm. to the clutch. Yeah, to yeah, even yeah. that one was I had was automatic to manual. But the, the cost, the cost of modifying a car is just... Insane. Especially actually, motorsport car. It's actually car. unjustifiable um, sometimes. It is. Dave, Dave, you, you gave, you, when you were here the other day, we were talking briefly about the, the, the Corvette build and the MX-5 uh, yeah. NC build you did with Josh. And you, you were talking about the fittings that were needed. And just, yeah. just remind us. So, so fitting. What sort of fittings were there? And just tell These us the cost. The this is just, this is just to buy a few that bits. Go for from it. the hose that you put on the end of the hose to go into whatever the hose is going. Yeah, to. So yeah. So AN fittings yeah. or whatever. We spent seven line. and a half thousand euro on fittings for two cars, Fuck and they off. are no yeah. bigger than really? like a penny in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so when you bought your Fiesta for less than that, my a whole race whole car. F- yeah. my, well, yeah, well. well, when I finished now, the of the end of it, yeah. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, we got a huge amount of help to build these cars from amazing yeah, yeah, companies. Yeah. What's your sponsor's names while we're here? No, <laughs> <laughs> I can see them on his hoodie. I can see them on your hoodie. Yeah. So the, the four major companies that we have are Morefield Motors, Link ECU, Strom Wheels, and uh, Mobile One. And those guys are passionate about cars too and, and give us a great bit of help. But when mm. we built those cars, there were companies from all over the world that wow. wanted to get involved. Wow. Um, retail on the Corvette, because I don't mind saying What's it. What's retail on one of those? See yeah, like, just I, talk I, us through I, the Corvette. I'm going to go back yeah. to your intro, by the way, okay. that yeah. they really should reshoot the fast scene in the Fast and the Furious, and then they should pull up and the guy goes, more than you can afford, pal, Supra. Supra. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, the way it it got, it cost more yeah, what's, the, what's a 355 Spider? It's a GTS, wasn't it? Probably, but uh, look, now it, it's probably about 100 grand. Yeah, so they're part, yeah. Give it two years and that'll Give it two years and that'll pass it. And that's an unmodified car. There you go. They're probably going to go back. We're probably going to go back and watch the Fast and Furious and go, oh, he's ruining that classic. He's ruining that classic. (laughs) But I mean, like, I'm that because I was talking to a customer today and he has R32 GT. No, he's an R34 GTR V Spec NUR, right? Yeah. What you're saying is he has a house. Yeah. yeah. And he's at. Now, he reckons he spent 80 grand just on the engine. 80 grand? Yeah. I I, I have this in my head that in in the States, one went for like. 500 grand or something or well, 400 the, the, the something R4, grand I don't know if that R4, was something I'm, different I'm, I'm probably wrong on my figures but you'd know better the R33 GTR Nismo oh it is an, sorry it is an R33 it's a 33 it's a 33 GTR it's a 33 GTR I think it was 2.6 million dollars it went for what uh, yeah. I saw that recently is that the blue yeah. one though? yeah man and, and this is this is crazy stuff but I mean Jesus. you know this is yeah. I mean I, I would imagine like you know my dad would say 
you know, you'd buy Mark II escorts for like I know, you know, I know. twenty pound. Yeah, so, yeah. And so, same with yeah, with Cooper, <laughs> Cooper S. They sent they sent yeah. more to the Hammond Lane crushing them years um, ago. Simon, you, you, what skyline did you have years ago? I had a thirty. You, it was a thirty four, wasn't it? I know. I had a thirty three. I had a thirty three. I had a thirty three GTR V spec. Purple. Purple. Midnight purple. I love that. I love that color. If you still had it now, if you still had it now, I sold it for eight and a half grand. I was going to say I thought it was in the twelve or thirteen or something. Eight and a half grand. Yeah. And I remember driving it, and I bought the car. When I bought it, I was smashed. Like, okay, when I say I was smashed, I had 10 grand and I paid eight grand for the car. And mm. I remember the front brake discs were, when you put your foot in the, remember you actually greased, remember we took the pads out one morning, we put copper grease on them because the brakes were squeaking so bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is, it was doing my head Rainbows. in. And when I went to try and get a set of discs for it, the discs were 800 quid. Wow. And 800 quid when I had 10 grand and I paid eight for the car. I was like, oh no, I'm so screwed. I You're remember those up. days when you would, I was always saying that, and this, it's funny because uh, Blaine and Josh, a little bit younger than me, getting into the car scene now, buying cars. And I feel like the old man saying, just to let you know now, if you have eight grand in your bank account and that car is eight grand, you can't afford it. You can't afford because it. Because yeah. it's going to cost you this yeah. and that and the other. Well, Simon always says, buy the best car you can afford. So yeah. I don't know what you mean by well, that, Simon. Well, like, are you giving out I know the exactly wrong what that means because my old man hopefully is listening to this. He is the bad luck charm anytime it'll, when it goes mm. to get in the car with him. Something will go wrong. It is always him. And I yeah. sent him over to get that. He met your man in, I bought it on Friday evening. I didn't even go for it. He went to Manchester airport, picked it up. Yeah. And I remember ringing him on the phone. I was like, what's it like? I couldn't even hear him. And he said, it's fucking deafening. Because when you got the 4,000 <laughs> RPM, the drone in the cabin was mental. He's uh, like, yeah, no, look, it's fine. It was grand. And I remember going out onto the M50 the following morning when I got home. And I was blown <laughs> away. And the thing that I loved most about it was, the road holding on a car was just unreal. It was, yeah. It was, it was unreal. Yeah, I remember and you scared it, me yeah. in it, yeah. But I mean, I sold it to Orbi a guy. Orbi 25, is that what's in it? Orbi 26. Orbi 26. 26, yeah. Oh. 26 in the GTRs. Yeah. But they sound awesome. I, I think that's the thing about, like, like, let's be honest here. There's no point in classic cars or modified cars or drift cars or race cars. There's no point to any of them. Like, there's mm. not, no practical purpose. But it's cool factor and that's happiness, why you do it. It's happiness yeah. But it's the same as, like, I was saying, having this argument with someone the other day saying, like, you know, an Apple iWatch is a phenomenal bit of gear. Like you can do your messages on your phone and all this stuff and that. Yeah. It's still about, you know, a hundredth of the cost of a Rolex. Yeah. And the Rolex... Just tells is, you the time. Just tells <laughs> But the craftsmanship, the worksmanship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff is what goes into these yeah. mo- old, older cars. And that's why I think classic cars, drift cars, it's all the same mm. when you're building a race car, you're yeah. modifying a, a Renault or you're, you know, I find it interesting that people would spend so much time and money. And if you think about it logically, it makes no sense. Yeah. You'd be better off just buying a, like, as I said, I could have bought, probably bought a Huracan for what I spent on the Oh Corvette. no, it makes no sense. I and used I, to I say it's a Neil. I sit there some days and go, yeah, but I built that Corvette. Like, that's the way I wanted it. It has like, my thing on the dash. You know, like, it's like the way I wanted yeah. it. And I'm going, it, and I use it probably eight times a year. And the rest of it just sits there. And I'm like, it, there is no practical reason. But I mm-hmm. think that's the point. It it's is the anything point. That's yeah, worth, it's like, the stuff that's intangible. Yeah, you that's, don't let like, yeah. go bodybuilding. It takes all, you know, four hours a day or whatever, yeah. whatever. There's a, it's a, like, practically you go, that's just nonsense. It doesn't mean that you can lift up things above. Like, you're not challenged every day <laughs> yeah. to yeah, lift yeah, cars yeah. up every day. <laughs> yeah. but, but there's a payoff. But I can. Yeah. There's a payoff for it. So I think that's, I think I, I kind of think one of the things that I hated about car culture in the last while was everybody talking about everything. Cars as if they were stocks, you know, like as in, it's yeah. a stock. Oh, it's like mm. it's it actually it ruined it. It ruined it for me. I have to say. I can only imagine. Yeah. And I'm going. It takes going, the romance out of investment. Yeah. Like, what you're doing there, and uh, I don't want to be vulgar on this, but a guy I know who wouldn't be as uh, softly spoken as me 
was saying yeah. that if it was a female, like you would, it's like you're saving it for the next guy. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it used to be, look. It used to piss me off, and guys would come in here and they'd say, "I mean, what do you think this will be worth in a couple of years' time?" And I'm like, "If you're buying this car for investment, it's not for you. Buy it because you like it. Yeah. If you get out of it in two or three years and it hasn't cost yeah. you any money, yeah. or it's just gone up a little bit, or yeah, like that's the whole enjoyment of it." Don't fucking buy it, sit, look at it in your garage, go, oh man, I'm so delighted to have that Ferrari. And never drive it. And yeah. I'll give you a good... Yeah. There's a really no good, experience A very good example of this at the very Get top Get out and drive. Level. So we have yeah. a friend of ours who's part of the royal family in Abu Dhabi and he has his family. Name glad you brought this up because I wanted to ask name you about this. There. His name is Khalifa Al-Nayan, whose family are the rulers of Abu Dhabi and they are included in the family that owns Etihad and Man City and all this stuff. So what you're saying is they're smashed, They have a few quid. A few quid. Just a A few few quid. quid. They wouldn't be going down looking finance. (laughs) (laughs) What's the finance on that? They wouldn't wouldn't be putting a a 2.98 APR on it over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have a collection of cars which are investments for them and they've basically every car you'd ever want to see. So mm-hmm. the, between the two massive garages they have, there's, you, 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 there, are, there are episodes of this by the of, of the, the Drift, yeah. Drift Games channel. We go yeah. to the UAE. And yeah, it's almost like so. Every single car there is a small run special edition. I'm not a supercar guy, but I know when yeah, there's yeah. you know they're like it's a, there's a Ferrari with no roof and it's got like one seat in it. I'm going I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah. a rare yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I was and they've got Veyrons and Chirons and all this stuff. Everything zero mileage. Their Everything. garage also has a bowling alley and a swimming pool and a cinema. But it's do these guys use these cars ever? No, no, this is my point. So this is an extra, very extra thing. It's all you can walk around and it's a they're beautiful machines. Like they're just incredible. The whole history of of mm. cars nearly is in there from the first car the Mercedes from 19 or 1890, they have that all the way to the Chiron. So like you have yeah, everything yeah. there. Yeah. Then they have another garage with all the weird stuff that we didn't show in the video, but we might go back and do it in a future yeah. episode where in one corner there's Jensen Button's uh, Lucky Strike Formula One car no beside a camel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like it's, it's, it's and mini Mokes and Defenders and Land Cruisers and weird stuff. But they have a workshop and we spend most of our time in that workshop talking about the drift cars because the guy has an S14 and he'll talk all day about this S14 and different setups and this that and mm. the other. And I'm just thinking that because he drives that car all the time, yeah, he has an attachment to it. The cars that they have that they don't drive, they're literally like jewelry. They're kind of like, you know, just kind of like flex, you know, like I have this I have or they're investments. Don't get me wrong, yeah. they yeah, are yeah. investments. Yeah, yeah. But they're not a passion. An investment isn't a passion. Mm. Nobody buys crypto and goes, God, I've loved this crypto. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Jesus, I just I love I'm a bit a of Bitcoin. Big, yeah. big Bitcoin guy. Just <laughs> love it. Like every day I'm just thinking about how much I love it. It's yeah. it's a it's like the credit union or it's like like it's like you know, it's just another financial thing. A car should be more than that to people. It should be mm. a personality, it should be the memories you make in it, yeah. where you go and do things in it. And to me, I buy sometimes thinking if I, as you would say, I'm going to buy this car, I'm going to enjoy this car, and if I get out of it in two years' time and it's cost me nothing, yeah, what a win! What a win! It That's is a win. how I always looked at cars. Like I, I've said well, this you before in a previous episode. Yeah, I know, but I've already had you only had shit crap cars and very few of them. But it was like I remember guys going, "Oh well, uh, you know, two, uh, you know, two years after uh, buying a car, well, I really want what back what I paid out of it." Or and I'm going. Like I still have the car and it's still in one piece. Like I'm feeling pretty good about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I, I, you know, at this stage, I've it's already you know worked off the ten grand I paid for whatever. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm like yeah, it does But, but get it also it. doesn't it's, matter how many cars you have. Yeah. Like as in, I have seven or eight cars at the moment now, but not well. Maybe the Mustang to a certain extent because it has sentimental value to me. Yeah. But I would love. 
to have the enthusiasm for a car like the new Supra I've bought that Josh has for a free MX-5 that he got yesterday yeah, that know, he's yeah. so excited about <laughs> yeah. that he's talking about it I all was day. excited about I that I thought yeah I don't think there's people who own supercars that love them as much as he loves that car because yeah. it's about what it makes you feel like yeah, money's yeah. money but at the end of the day if you feel a passion some people have the same car their whole life some people get their cars from you know inherited yeah. and it means yeah, yeah. a lot to some people waited 10 years to buy that dream car and it means everything even if it's a mm. terrible car yeah even if they thought when 10 years beforehand this was yeah. great and they met it went, yeah. they usually are kind they of disappointed yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like don't meet your heroes sort of yeah. thing absolutely yeah. and I've had that with cars in the past where I've bought them and gone oh my god this is I can't believe this is worth this money it's yeah. terrible <laughs> but um, and I won't offend anyone's investments when I, when I say that but I say at the same time it's like you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to enjoy the car. That's the, it's the emotion, not the money. Yeah, yeah. And again, if you don't go broke doing it and you can still swap it up and sell it on for a few quid, that's the, the beauty of it. I think people now, leaving them in sheds to just sit there, I mean, it's the same as crypto to me. But like, thankfully, I, don't, like, I could be wrong. I'm relatively new to this, but so I don't think many people who certainly buy cars from you buy them to just sit in a... Um, we know a few people I would have do a couple, that, but, I would have a couple of customers who would never use any of their cars. And I think yeah, the JDM scene sad. has gone that way big time. Yeah, now. it has because the value of the stuff is so much now. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big problem is I don't I think that's the thing. COVID. Yeah. It's kind of COVID. it's kind yeah. of inflated the infatuation and the nostalgia because yeah. people don't want to sell cars now. Yeah. Because yeah. they think this car's gonna be worth sixty million. That, uh, because it's like the Supra here beside me. Mm. You know, I bought one of these uh, non manual, but an automatic one. I'm not talking long ago, maybe four years ago. I bought one for three and a half thousand euro. Yeah. I sold it the same day. I didn't want to sell it, but a guy offered me eight and a half yeah. thousand euro that evening. I went, This is the greatest turnaround yeah, of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And I didn't even feel bad about it. Everyone's like, Oh, but if you had it now, I was like, Yeah, but if I had it now, I wouldn't have bought the other thing I did that yeah, time. I, know. I mightn't have gone on that holiday. I mightn't have gone somewhere else. Exactly. So I was like, It all plays into the bigger story. So mm-hmm. I don't think you get people should be too I think up you're on right. That. I think you're right. Um, now we, we've we've mentioned well Simon obviously gave it all, gave uh, it all away up. at well, the I beginning. Did, I didn't. I didn't. Um, anyway. About the YouTube channel, and just to kind of come full circle, um, we didn't we didn't actually explain why you were trying to get to 100k specifically. Yes. Um, and you know we've talked about the Irish car scene. We've talked about you know uh, the, the scene abroad, and it's all well and good having you know the super here or the cars that Simon you're yeah. selling every single day. But you know, let's be honest, we all kind of like we like to share in the car culture, have the chats like we're yeah. having right now. We like to park up next to something nice and have someone compliment our car yeah, yeah. at a cars and coffee, whatever. But the one thing that Ireland is lacking is a destination for that, isn't it? So that's kind of where, where you're coming from with this whole. Yeah, well, so just talk us through what, what, where all that kind of yeah, came from. Where that came from for me was that, okay, we don't, we're not blessed with very nice backdrops where our cars and coffees are. <laughs> I was at a cars and coffee and I mm-hmm. went, I don't think you'd even take a photo here because it wouldn't do yeah. the car justice. Yeah, yeah it's in totally some random agree. car yeah. park with like, you know, it's like not a very nice backdrop. It's not very picturesque. It's yeah. kind of just a f- bunch of cars just crushed in together like a car park. And then it just becomes a photo of a car. It's just a photo of a car. Like, it's and not I'm actually a, anything I'm a, interesting. I'm a guy who likes a nice photo and we, take, yeah. we like always try and do, we were doing photos today of that Mark II and you know, you'll go to the canal and you'll take a nice photo. Yeah, yeah. You go, mm. It's nice to have it, you know, just in its glory. <laughs> but I felt that it was kind of like even if you went to a Cars and Coffee, I'm not too sure the people in these areas really care too much about these people being there. Now there's great Cars and Coffees that go on all the mm, time and yeah. people want great car shows. But it almost feels like they're kind of allowed in at a certain time and then get out and don't come back. And I felt like maybe, and I also, what, there's so many cool cars in this country that mm. I see because I travel and I yeah, meet yeah. these people. But they might bring them to one show a year, Jaff Fest, that's it. You don't go to Jaff Fest, say you're busy that weekend, well, you're not going to see it ever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, because a lot of these guys don't want to go to open public areas because, let's be honest, it can bring 
trouble with it. There's always mm-hmm. a, a certain percentage of people that will bring an element of the guards that'll be coming around. And if you've got a nice car, you don't want to be talking to the yeah, guards yeah. and getting around. You know, some of us in our 50s, we, <laughs> we get past that point where we're going, I really don't want to be dealing with this now. You know yeah. what I mean? I just want to go and talk cars. I don't want to really be watching over my shoulder or worrying about yeah. this or that. So I wanted to build a place where people could come that has a really cool backdrop so everyone could get a cool photo of the car. That was mm-hmm. the first thing I started with. Then I wanted it to be somewhere that was almost like encouraging conversation because the weird thing about car meets for me is it's a bit different for me because you know I'm a big guy on YouTube now but I was saying it's like <laughs> Dave yeah, Egan the yeah. Jesus but Christ even, of the Irish like, Motor do you know what I've loved more about it is that people will come up and talk to you about their car mm. whereas normally kind of people wander around they don't talk to too many people it's not that social you know because yeah, it's not like yeah. you're, you're not at an activity you're yeah. just standing around the car park yeah. so I said look Maybe we'll do some stuff where we can bring people in and they can play games and they can have a bit of crack and, and, and you know, find other people that are into cars, have a good conversation, swap parts. You know, you might meet a guy that's good at wiring while you're good at doing welding or whatever and kind of have that element Sounds to like it. a dating app or something. Because, no, back in the day, your local car scene was big. Yeah. So, like, you knew the boys in the town. There was, like, 20 of you that were into cars. And you'd meet up at some point, And it wasn't a big yeah. formal thing. So, uh, and we, we met a few of them. I was going to say, I, yeah. just, the other night when we picked up the Super, yeah. it was the most hilarious thing ever. Actually, they might, they might, we should give we, them a shout-out. We should actually the give them a shout-out. The lads in Oldcastle yeah, in, in County Mead. Old yeah, the petrol yeah. station, yeah. So, we pulled into a petrol station. Neil Frozen there was uh, putting petrol <laughs> yeah. in the MG. And all of a sudden three or four cars just appeared out of the nothing. Out of the depths of out this of the car depths park. Of this They're car modified park. cars, yeah. Oh my God, it's a Supra! That's all I can But you know, about. I described it as if it was like the movie Cars where these cars would sort of position themselves around us and we couldn't see any. We could just hear these voices. It was like, you know, are there people in these cars? <laughs> and then they wanted to see the back of the car and instead of getting out of the car to walk around the back of the super they drove around they drove around the back <laughs> of the car but you know what they just they knew exactly what, what the super was and these are young lads yeah. Um, yeah it was brilliant the lads got out we were there for about 20 minutes just talking to them yeah. and as we're leaving they were like send it on send it on there lad on the way out the drove very, very, that's very that's responsibly you have to you have to say no he sends it on he's okay we drove very responsibly yeah we did or yeah, but there's less of that but my point is saying like I was joking about the YouTube thing but because I'm I'm on YouTube. People will talk to you at a car meet because they think they know you. Because they not they think they know me, but they'll know I'll chat to them and they know a bit about my car. So they've got a conversation starter. They can say, "Oh, I saw you bought this car." But a lot of people don't have that. So I felt, you know, to try and bring that community together of genuine car heads. It doesn't really matter whether they're into drift or whatever. But to bring them together for a fun kind of and a very controlled, like relaxed environment where there's something to do. You can go inside if it's raining. You can chat inside. You can have a cup of coffee. Yeah, you yeah. can get a bit of food. You can watch a Formula One event. You can do that kind of stuff. Just to bring it more like, because I think what's happening now is car guys are getting very isolated because say, I don't know if this is an experience for my, but you might have 10 of your friends all into cars. We love cars, blah, blah, blah. Then you get into your 30s and there's like three guys left that are into yeah. cars. <laughs> and then you get to sort of your late 30s like me and it's like, you're still into cars? <laughs> still wear your hat backwards? Yeah. That's weird. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, they would, you know, so to try and give those people a home to come together and say, look, we still like cars. It's not a fad for us. We're going to be into them our whole life. We can come here and hang out and have fun and have the facility to do some drifting or some burnouts or whatever if they want to do that in, as I said. I, so we, this started to, this sort of, plan of this yeah. vision was sort of in your head and I, and I and said how possible is that and then we went to Hoonigan HQ and I went huh this is like an industrial unit that they just I don't know how the with a few containers kinda, but they just yeah. they just do and it, yeah. they made it very cool 
not expensive like they graffitied some containers and stuff yeah, but yeah. they made it like a cool hangout place mm. and then I said okay and then we went to the LZ compound we went to Sultan al Qasimi's garage over in the Middle East and I was like you know if we built it like this and put our project cars on show people can come and see our stuff we can make our content here we can have a shop here we can do all, all and again our mm. drift school and all this stuff can be there along with little track days and things but mm-hmm. we can bring the car community to somewhere they go it's like you know Cafe in a Machine in the UK it's a destination yeah. Ace Cafe it's like there's yeah. nothing in Ireland other than Blanchard's Town Car Park. Yeah, it's like, know. you know. Saturday, 6 o'clock. I It's not that I have anything against people doing that. They have no option. So it's not like... There's I nothing can, for them. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's no yeah. option. So I can't say, oh, those car meets are crap or whatever. Because I'm like, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Like they're doing... In fact, if mm. they didn't do it, the car scene would die. The car scene would die yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is not me saving it. It's just yeah. giving an option. And what I don't want to do is take anything away from those car clubs and meets. I just want to bring them in and say, hey, do you want to bring your car meet to my place? You've more facilities. You don't have to yeah. look over your shoulder. If you make a bit of noise, it doesn't really matter, and you can have a good time. And that's kind of what we want to and do. Like, it, it, which, like you know, Simon and I, particularly during um, the pandemic, when there weren't car shows and there weren't uh, as well, there were still a few cars and coffee meets uh, uh, allowed go ahead. But you know, we would kind of look for something to do on a Sunday morning, and we'd drive off to our favorite coffee place. Yeah, yeah. And then the two of us would sit there. And my brother would come or whatever, and we'd sit there you know the two or three of us there and look at each other's car for a minute and go okay well, we just go now we better go now <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, if you can even find parking outside yeah, yeah. your favorite I, coffee I place my, my so fa- my yeah, favorite thing is the conversations like you can have a conversation with someone about a car and there could be an amazing story behind that car that you've never heard before and i think also you know i think to be honest it, i looked at it as well from a lot of the because we're quite visual and people see everything we do people kind of uh become quite familiar with you and then they can share things with you which a lot of people do about mental health or stuff that they're going through Mm. and it sort of feels like a lot of people are very isolated in their own shed working on their own car nobody really cares they don't really go anywhere with it I said if to bring those people up it's an escape for even I think cars in general are an escape because again you're looking at why you spend the money to go somewhere in it to do something in it gives you something to do on a Sunday or a Saturday Mm. that you look forward to during the week when you're trudging through you know your paperwork but I do it's it's I, even me and I'm, I'm surrounded by cars all day every day to get up on a Sunday morning and literally just go for a drive in something nice is everything yeah. I look forward it's creating to the moments, that's yeah. all I look forward to and if, and if to. my cars ever worked which they never do I would yeah. do the same <laughs> <laughs> but that was how many I, warning lights are on your A90 Super you know what you had 11 one. the last time one. one we have got oh. 10 warning lights out of that car this week Wayne Curran shout out um, the He's man in Toyota man. said for him not to touch it but he did and he fixed it <laughs> but, uh, and then the, the Toyota will turn the last one off Tuesday it's like the lights on Christmas it's just going to be all oh, hey. off <laughs> well a big done. Uh, plunger and all the lights will go after that but uh, the yeah. thing is that's as I said I like cars I like what I, what I love more than anything about cars and coffees or shows is I love the feeling of standing there you know and then you don't know what's rolling in next you know, yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, and know. that's a good. And, you know, that is, that is the yet. excitement. Yeah. Like, oh, is that a you know Mark II Escort rally yeah, yeah. car that someone has plates on is coming in here for a spin? Is that a whatever? Yeah. That to me was was everything. And then I think you know during the pandemic, I think a lot of great people have kept the car scene going. Mm. But I always feel like they're kind of pushed into corners and then they're thrown out of that place and then they can't go here and they can't go there. Mm. And it, again, I don't feel like I want to be anywhere. I feel like a I'm unwanted. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to switch that up a little bit. Now, again, this is early days. I mean, the weird thing is we have the budget, we have the investment, we have the place, we have everything. We're just going to have to go through the planning stages like everybody else in Ireland, which is, I can only imagine how painful that's going to be for yeah. my brain. And that's Hold one on, of the Neil, reasons... pass me that brown envelope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the reasons you haven't revealed the location yes. because, yeah, you don't want to sort of draw any 
unwanted attention to Any the area attention. or yeah, yeah anything at all because again Cause it's, you, it's all in the balance look, yeah you know it's a weird thing when you travel a lot and see car cultures in other countries the power of one person in Ireland is so much higher than the power of one person in another country yeah yeah I've been at drift events I mean I did a practice session for a drift event at half one in the morning in Saudi wow. Arabia okay. across from a hotel <laughs> and I went like are they going to complain and they're like to who and I was like <laughs> Wow, this is. Like, but I, I say that's probably an extreme. But yeah. here, if one person decides they don't want it, I mean, I've seen it happen with the likes of Lydon Hill in the UK. Yeah. There's just one guy that doesn't want that track to operate, and they've literally been, you know, put into a box where they yeah. can only do ten days a year. So to make it as safe as possible for everybody, that we don't have any issues going forward. No, I think it's really the wise wanna, thing. To yeah, do. we just want to make sure yeah. that you know when it's done. The one thing I will say is I was. This is an exclusive for your podcast. Oh, wow, okay. We were, oh, we were going to do it in a sense that we would build it and then show it, but I think if planning gets approved, we will actually show it being built. Yeah, but that's... I 100%. Think that'd be I yeah, think that'll be much more... We, we talk it's because you're running out of content, isn't it? Half the videos yeah. I watch on YouTube that, are guys I, building their garages. I, was, so, I, was, yeah. I pretty much I love this going, idea. How the hell are we going to do content and build this? So <laughs> we put this in the content while we're <laughs> yeah. doing it. Um, no, but there's as much interest in... You know, because yeah. you know we're, we're, we're in your building, Simon. I remember when this is being built... Um, I wasn't here, but I was asking you every day for yeah, photographs. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, look, it's, it's something that, I mean, everyone would obviously love to build their own, you know, compound or whatever. Of course, yeah, their own. And, yeah. and I'm obviously in a fortunate position that it can make sense, but it's going to be everybody's compound. I want everyone to come there and see it and have the oh, cheers, I want thanks. everything in it to be really thanks, good. Thanks, Did you hear thanks, that? Cheers, as well. Yeah. But I think like... Part ownership, listen, I appreciate it. <laughs> when you look at here, like everything you've put into this place has a, has a meaning, has a story, has a bit of quirkiness to it. That's exactly what we want. We want to do, like one of the yeah. projects we're going to do... Um, which again is another exclusive with, uh, oh, banging the with, with digital motorsport is we want to cut a car, a drift car in half and we want to build it into a full simulator oh, that nice. is an actual car <laughs> with the gear stick steering wheel. So people can come and if they've never felt what drifting is like, get into a real car with a cage, everything and actually... Well, we, we're happy to test it out if you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we want it to yeah, have half happy, the car yeah. like going into the wall and stuff. Like nice. just really <laughs> But this is stuff that like there is no limit to because mm. we know so many talented people. We know so many people that are artistic and stuff and we want to bring graffiti artists down. So just to give it a funky what vibe. What kind of timeline are you thinking? That's the, that's what everyone here is wanting, wants to know. When can we go to a... From a Meet. from a build perspective you're talking about I think start to finish you could build it in like I mean I'm not talking the paint would still mm -hmm. be wet but you're talking about six months that's okay. not bad. but the planning the planning could, yeah, could go get held up yeah. 12 weeks and they say yeah that sounds great or they could make it make 750 revisions and then you've yeah, got to keep yeah. going on and on or because I've, I've seen it happen with people that I know that are building houses in Ireland mm -hmm. and you would think like I'm building the house the same as the house beside me. I own the land, blah, 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 blah. They're like, oh, I don't no, know about that now. Oh, no, right of way. Yeah. Right of way, local needs. And it yeah. depends on the county as well. Yeah, yeah. Views, the, yeah. yeah. So there's an element yeah. to that. But um, when we reveal where it is, I think people understand it's a little bit easier or a little bit more positive. If it's in okay. Wicklow, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's in the bottom of a quarry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, and it's funny because I've been offered a lot of land in Ireland now in the meantime. So I, I now know more what agriculture is. Oh, here will you totally give us a tip off. Yeah, give us a tip off. I wouldn't mind somewhere, somewhere to. Uh, location is what yeah, I've been offered. Yeah, okay, okay. But, Thanks, uh, Dave. Yeah. But I think that's, look, it's something that I don't want to get ahead of myself on. I said, I'll go gung-ho because there is a cost in doing the architecture yeah. and specking and all that so we're doing that now so, so we will go gung-ho on it may, maybe in maybe at the end of this year maybe beginning of next year I feel, we like, could I feel like I would be, like it to open we could record a podcast there yeah I would like uh, when we want to do our own podcast too but I don't oh, think it, oh sorry oh, fuck you I'm not coming on the market's cornered the, 
um, the car sitting room. Well, we were going <laughs> to we were, we were going to call our um, new YouTube channel Slide Games. Yeah, Slide Games. Yeah. 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 Slide Games. Yeah. I think our one's going to have to change to Rust Games very soon. <laughs> there's a lot of scrap up at our place. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to say that word in here. Well, I'm just saying, if you want it to go, like the boys have bought cars, you know when they say project cars, I'm just a bad car. Well, so I, I've learned, the boys haven't, but I'm going to enjoy the content on Drift Games this year of the lads gradually losing <laughs> the way to live. Because um, like, yeah, Josh yeah. said yesterday he was going to cut the rust out of this MX-5 he got, and I said, and then like when the car is gone, right? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> and what you're left with the engine. What are you going to do? Yeah. What do you do with the, with the wheels and stuff? So yeah, we, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. have fun with it, but lightheartedly, obviously, because uh, as I said to Josh, he bought the car so cheap, I couldn't even slag him of it. It's a Mark One. It's, it's it was, a Mark is it, five, Now I was euro. wondering about this. If, if people probably I don't know if they've seen this or not. So he, they were wondering if it's a if it's a a, a Unos Roadster it is or a not. One point eight Unos. But I was thinking, hang on, is that not just maybe it's just the boot lid, or maybe just someone put the badge I, on? I don't know how he got the car for thousand euro. I don't know why they agreed that deal. He, he, <laughs> I said it. I said to him, don't buy any more cars, Josh. Because I'm getting a bit annoyed now. And he's like, oh, I got an MX-5 Some for 1,000 euros. Like, I can't say no to that. Can't say no to that yeah. for 1,000 euros. Because yeah. I said, at least, which is going to happen, he's going to break his, his drift one enough that he could just take the parts off that. He now has the same two pro cars, drift cars, and two road cars the same, which is quite cool. <laughs> Although, I can't move for MX-5s at the moment. And to be fair, <laughs> he does argue small. that they don't take up as much space as no, other cars. Not a grab. But yeah. he's, a, he's a big MX-5 nut. So, I mean, he's, I don't know, he seems to be obsessed with them all day, every day. So, I mean, there we have go. that good... And that's the thing about the the, the, the compound play. We're not going to call it the compound, but that's just what was, is roughly being titled at Working the moment. title. Working title. But I would say that it's going to be open to everybody. Like I, I just as much, to be honest, like looking at drift cars as I do looking at the classic cars. You're here. stealing our community, Dave. Yeah. This was our idea first. This is your idea first? <laughs> <laughs> at least you've built something. I mean, I got a, sh- I got a shed in three years just I, about I only built line. this because when my wife eventually kicks me out, I need somewhere to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Did you see the new stove we got put yeah, in the other day? It's a very fancy stove. Simon actually, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking around going, heating. <laughs> they don't know life. Don't, they don't, don't, know life. don't talk you to me about heating at the moment. You haven't seen our workshop. Don't talk to me about heating. When you're not sitting in one of the cars running in the middle of the workshop eating your lunch. Because we have no heating and our shed is 48 degrees Celsius during the there summer. So it basically is a, a war of attrition, like just to get through it. But I think that's the, that's yeah. the fun part of it. We, we enjoy it. And again, we still will keep it up. We still will keep our shed where we have it, but we're going to work on the cars there. Sort of maybe my idea was to display the ones that are finished in, in where, but then I'm like, they're mm-hmm. never finished. They're never finished. They're never no out. cars ever finished. Yeah. So that's probably the idea. But I'm, I'm pretty pumped on this year to, to get mm. that project moving and yeah. uh, hopefully all goes well. Again, so far so good in the last eight years with all the mad stuff. I mean, we yeah. did hold an entire drift event in Dunleary on the docks, which I didn't even I know, think was I know, I'm raging I didn't get to so it. So this well, morning yeah. off, I was like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> now we did get Stranger things have happened. complaints, but that was okay. Yeah, that, that was okay. That was before nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, you, you spoke about cars outside looking at it's night time so you can't really see the cars outside but we ask every guest that comes here if you if you we could give you the keys to something right now to take home all the way three minutes just down the well, road specify, is it well, take would, home or own oh you, no it's, you can, you, it's yours it's for, yeah. I, I now, think behind Simon our beautiful assistant just open up the doors oh, here just I'm remind just Dave because I don't even know what's in here and Simon kind of does his thing where he talks just tell us what cars are here just um, so we kind of get an idea we have a lovely Ferrari 208, uh, mm-hmm. Porsche 912, uh, yeah. beautiful E28 M5, which is actually now yeah, sold today, so you can't take that home. Um, MGB GT, Lotus Elan, we have Audi or AV10, we have a Supra. The Lancia Ferrari, I know you like the engine, but you didn't like the car. You could take home a Range Rover. 
I'm not sure I could roll home in that Lancia now and go to my missus this now. This this is where it's at. This is where it's wait at. Until what? He, wait until she, she hears like, it, though. Even wait until she hears it. What are you talking um, about? My missus, if I drove home in that now, she would be like, it's happened. It's happened. He's finally <laughs> bankrupt the company. He's definitely 52. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. definitely 52 yeah. now. He's, he's, he lied all this. Do you know what's funny? Because I still think about it instantly. What would I do with it if I got it? So that would, for me, would be... <laughs> yeah. I can't even... The car, any, any car, I'm like, what would I do if I got it? It's the greatest spoiler on earth in the back of it. So but, I would buy... What would you, what I would take, take the Ferrari 208 because yeah. I think Liberty Walk just did a body kit for one oh, of really? them. No way. And it looks incredible. Savage. If, if you okay, go on a, a, good choice. a YouTube channel called... I'm not sure if it's the exact model, but uh, it's either... I think it is that well, one. Well, the 308 and the 208 and the 328 were all yeah, essentially the same, same bodies. Same so same. Yeah. Be, yeah. If you go onto a, a YouTube channel, just if you're... There was a Group B rally car, wasn't there a 308? Works. Stance works. Oh, okay, I was yeah. building one of them with a Liberty Walk and a K24 Turbo in it and I was what? like that yeah boom wow. so that's what I would buy because I would go and then already I would okay. go here comes the trouble here and then you the know misery. what you have to do after that is you've got to shave off your beard and leave the moustache I think yes. that's like a rule I think that's <laughs> I a think rule the, I think those, yeah. those 80s Ferraris is that an 80s Ferrari or is that early it's, 80s uh, yeah. well they were late 70s early yeah. 80s those yeah. ones now for me are just like I think they would just they're so cool now they, I, they, yeah. they went don't get me wrong they went through a period now where I was like they, oh my god they look god. fast standing still Dave but yeah. they look good now they really do good. look they, they do look good now talking about actually Lord uh, Humphreys yeah sorry we're going to yeah so this, it, come on finish tell us now what so some of the top ones were his shoes were leopard print someone yeah. quoted him as the Tiger King could have been one <laughs> there was also um, Scary Pies Ugly Sister was very true. Well, um, I, I think he's did he wear leopard print shoes. He wore leopard print runners. Yes, he did. Well, he's podcast, the only man I know that could pull them off. Fair. They were actually pretty retro. In all fairness, is, give us one a... more. Um, I can't say it. Doesn't you can't say it. The can't say it because the watershed is, is next level for me. I'm Dave yeah. Humphreys, good looking. Man. Yeah, you, your your Nikes are, are yeah they're they're I'm working wearing Jordans, but that's that's because I'm dressing like a teenager into my thirties. So your fifties into your fifties. Sorry, my fifties. Dave Egan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here for the second time within a week. I have yep. to say, we finally actually got a proper chat with you. As I said, you've lived just down the bloody road from us. We've been you know, saying for, for months yeah. to, to get you out here. Everywhere's um, down the road in Ireland. Everywhere's yep. just out. Sure, it's only out the road, lad. <laughs> it's only out the road, lad. Um, remind us of, of how people can uh, can watch you on YouTube what, or, or your uh, yeah, social so handles. Drift, Drift Games, just type Drift Games into all, you know, YouTube. That's oh. where our, most of our content is. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, and my Instagram is Dave uh, Drift Games. So if you want to check out. Your surname is not Drift Games. No, my You're surname is Egan, but Mr. Drift Games, I'm pretty yeah. sure people have forgotten that. It's, I'm starting to become like Prince at this stage. Dave Drift Games. So that's, yeah. So uh, you can yeah. catch up on all of our stuff there. We've got some really cool builds going on this year. In the next uh, three months, we're building four cars, all less than 10,000 euro complete builds. That's pretty cool. And f- to show people that it can still I be I feel done, like we should be doing something. Yeah, yeah. I actually feel we should try yeah. and do something. Yeah. By the time this goes out, we'll have revealed it. So we're going to build an okay. MS5 Mark One. We're building an LS400, uh, an E46. And I have an E46? An E46. With an LS400? Yeah. Yes. On air, yes. big wheels. I, yeah, I'm totally yes. into that. So uh, we're, Adam, we're, Adam we're, LZ's we're, videographer. And yeah. it's the very same kit as on its Mike, way. Yeah. But basically, and not, not in any way influenced, massively influenced. <laughs> yeah. But it would be a case of those are kind of to show people that there's still cars out there, interesting ones for less than 10,000 euro. And we're going to do a challenge of a road trip and bring them to shows and we're going to let the public decide at the show which one is the best so that's kind of that's a little cool. time ago. looking forward to watching that um, and looking forward to hearing about all the progress on the compound in adverted commas yeah yeah um, in the progress. meantime we'll, we'll be back with another episode of the car lounge at the beginning of March uh, is our next episode 
we say this every time, but I say this every time. We really need to make these more regular. Um, maybe we'll look at going fortnightly potentially. Oh, yeah. Simon, very, yeah, very exciting. Um, I'd listen. Yeah, you. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure, you would. I actually have listened to all the other episodes. Oh, and it's been very sterling so far. Oh, very oh, good. Very, well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, if it's yeah, coming yeah. from the it's Jesus Christ, it's not often you get to hear from an Irish car perspective. No, yeah, that's exactly right. like we. we yeah, it, I, th- I think. Um, there's so many aspects that we're, you know, we're, we have so many people on our list of, you know, people to get to on the Irish car scene internationally, but we want to focus on the Irish stuff for now. So uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, until the end of March, until our next episode, uh, obviously make sure you check out the Drift Games channels. Also make sure you check out uh, Dean Motors on social as well. And uh, until then, as we always say, get out and drive. Yeah. See you later. See you later. Cheers, guys, thanks for having me.